Okay, so we discussed last time the concept of kina, what that does to people. Uh, so now we're transitioning over to vitsira ki achos hakina hi taiva. So the sister of kina is hamda and taiva. Uh, how so? Well, if you if you think about it, kina is the arousal of a person's hamdan type. It means a person's fundamental desire for that thing or this thing or whatever um, is if there would be no desire for those things then there would be no concept of jealousy to begin with, right? Jealousy is once there's the potential for the desire for these things but let's say a person doesn't know about it, right? person's in a bubble, he doesn't know that there's such a thing as the iPhone 15, right? Did you know the iPhone 15 came out, right? Oh, come on, like, like you're you living under a rock, like, what, you don't know what's going on over here, right? It's the coolest thing. It's, uh, so now, all of a sudden, you feel like a, like a total loser if you don't have it, right? But, but, if, uh, but if a person has no interest in it at all, so then it's not relevant Kina, right? So Kina, therefore, it comes out, is a sister of Hamda and Taiva, um, that, uh, that, that are... Well, it's not that Kina stems from it. Kina um, acts to... Inflame those uh, th- those things. Uh, okay, so this is a good point you're making. Maybe maybe first first to discuss Hamdan Taiva, and then afterwards talk about Kina, which Kina uh, arouses the person Hamdan Taiva, makes it that he's not happy with what he has. He wants the better. So either way, so that, that's that's what it means that uh, the, the sister, the achos, kina, is the the hand and the taiva means that it's a partnership that uh, that that they um, they collaborate, right? The two of them are close; they're kind of inseparable uh, in uh, driving people crazy. Okay, hello, he. Uh, it exhausts a person's heart until the day he dies. So number one, A, it, it exhausts a person, means a person has no rest, right? As long as a person is, is yearning and craving all these things, it, it's, uh, he's miserable, right? He has, he has no rest, he has no tranquility. That's number one. And number two, the point that Ramchal is, about to prove is that it's something that never stops. It means 
not like okay well if I just get to a certain level if I if I reach a certain um, if, I, if I make a, uh, enough money or, or, or whatever it is um, then then I'll be free of of the of the Taiva and Kanda maybe a few pages earlier Okay, so um, so the answer is no. The thing never stops. Chemda and Taiva never stops. Kimai Marim Zichronim Levrocha, like Hazal said to us, Eino the Mace Vechetzi Taivoso Buyado. A person does not die having fulfilled even half of his desires. So it means you're never gonna. You, you, so now, the simple. Let's just speak out what one would have how one would have understood this uh, this member of Hazal and then how the Ramchal what the Ramchal is adding and clarifying right is um, one could have understood it as being listen throughout all take all the desires that you've had over the course of your life which may be those periods of your time let's say when a person is older or something he doesn't have any but you just measure all of them how many of them did you manage to fulfill back then when you had them oh it was only uh, it was only Less than half, right? So that's number one. All the desires that a person has, you're never going to fill half of them. That's what, what we would have learned until now. But the Ramchal is pointing out that he says a person dies. Why? Why say that a person dies and he and he uh, and uh, he doesn't even fulfill half of his tivus? It means until he, the day he dies, he's still having those tivus. He's still constantly yearning. Now, they may not be the same ones. I mean, they may shift to become different, right? What what a 17-year-old teenager has a taiva and a chanda for is not the same thing as a 35-year-old man. It's not the same thing as a 65-year-old man, right? They, 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 so, uh, seemingly, the, the, the simple progression would be towards, more towards covenant away from physical pleasure and more towards the desire for, for covet and, and more you know, legacy and uh, you know uh, fame and, and things like that but but whatever it is so the, the Ramkal understands that the thing never leaves you I mean, it's, it's not like okay just a little bit of time will pass and then the thing will leave me alone right the hormones will come down or whatever you know, the drive to accomplish that young that uh, person has he's 30 or so uh, no it, it's just going to shift to something else and it's going to exhaust the person constantly never giving him rest so exhausting exhausting our heart so he's saying a, a person doesn't have manucha a person doesn't have tranquility uh, when a person is always on the run always striving always wanting right that that is uh, the opposite of having manucha, of having tranquility, of being at rest, at peace with oneself. So he has so much. You could be, you could be so, you could be so content. You could be so tranquil, and instead, there's all the what if, what if this uh, business deal doesn't work out? What, what if, what if I don't get that thing? What if I don't get to, you know, do that thing? What, and, and the person is uh, literally driving so crazy. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, so now the Omnum Ikra Taiva Ponilishne Roshim. And indeed the Taiva the primary Taiva divides up into two parts. Now I just want to point out he just called it Taiva um, because that's what the Chazal that he just quoted is going off of. But uh, he's gonna discuss them as being Hamda. Um, the Ramchal does not seem to be distinguishing between the two of them, or if he is, I haven't picked up on the distinction. Um, the the Gon in Mishlei has a beautiful distinction between them, and he kind of weaves it through his Pirush on, on Mishlei, that although the, uh, the overall... The overall... The entire Yetzirahara is, is called the Yetzirah Taivon, the, the one of, of desire, as opposed to the Yetzirah Kaasi of anger, which is a, a whole different thing. It's not, not looking to get anything. Right? Taivoni is the desire. Now, the Taivoni, there could be a physical desire, there could also be uh, an emotional desire, and that's as the goal of the difference between Taiva and, and, and Hamda. Taiva is physical desire or what we would call lust. Chemda okay? uh, is a more emotional desire um, that a person wants something that even though it doesn't carry necessarily any physical pleasure or even if it does that that's physical pleasure is really a uh, you know a side benefit right it's really the the feeling of um, being so you know, looking so kosher, looking so good, looking so attractive, look, you know, there's a, you know, like I, I think I mentioned already here, right, uh, when, uh, you got these, some of these Hollywood stars, the guy is like 85 years old and he marries a, you know, like a up-and-coming actress, like a, you know, a 28-year-old actress, right, for him it's not even the... I don't even, you know, he may not even have physical typhus anymore, right? But, but if the, he needs to have, like, a, you know, an expensive watch on one hand and an expensive woman on the other. That's, you know, that's how he walks around, right? So that's Hamda, right? The expensive watch. There's no pleasure in that, right? It's, it's a brand, right? Or like having a suit that says like some name in there and that's why this suit is worth like an extra two zeros behind it than every other suit, right? Um, so those are all, all fall to Hamda. <coughs> Taiva is very, very simple. Simple people, yeah, just physical pleasure. So um, that's... Yeah, we won't go into it too much here because the Ramchal is not making that distinction. He's using two of them interchangeably, allowing for himself to use the Maimari Chazal for this and for that without the need to distinguish. Okay, because just now we spoke about dying with Chetzi of a person's Taivas. Chazal, we're not limiting it to... You, you know, you, you'll never fill half of your Taivas, but, but your Chemdas, you can, you can max out. No, absolutely not. In fact... If anything, it's the other way around, right? Because type of physical pleasure is easier to max out on. Uh, hemda is impossible to max out on because hemda has no end, right? Is, uh, there's only so much physical, you know, meat a person can eat, right? So, uh, so taiva can be filled much easier. But the hemda from money and covered and those things, that's insatiable, completely insatiable. Okay, so vine. 
Chemus uh, Hamomon, he ha Oseris also now b'maser haolam. So the the Chemda, the desire for money, says the Ramchal does two things. Number one, it imprisons a person in the prison of this world. The number two, no senes avosos haamol vaasik alzraosim, and it puts um, thick ropes. In Russian, there's a, there's a good word, kanat, but in English, I, I don't know of a, of a good word for super thick ropes, like the, the ones that you pull like a wagon with or like a ship. No, slipknot is a knot. I'm not talking about a knot, I'm talking about the, the, the rope itself, the thickness of a rope. Right, like, like a rope is like this thick, that, like you you pull a ship with, or like you you, know, like you pull a wagon or something, right? Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, so anyway, but but avosos means um, because you say rope, it's like yeah, rope. Okay, yeah, if you're a strong guy, maybe you could snap a rope, right? As avosos means means like ropes you pull a wagon with. You can't you can't break them. Okay? So. Um, so the Hamdas <coughs> Salomon does these two things. It A imprisons a person and B puts these thick ropes on his hands. Right? Now let me ask you a question. If you're a person in prison, what do you need to put ropes on his hands for? And if a person has ropes on his hands, what do you need to put him in prison for? What are these two different things? That the Hamdas Salomon does. Any, any ideas? Mm-hmm. The, what I'm telling is that the desire for money imprisons a person in the prison of this world and it ties up his hands with thick ropes. Right? What's he, what's he coming to say? With, but, but once you say he's shackled, what do you need to also say? He's in prison or he's shackled? Okay, I think, I think Joseph is right. That's very good. Uh, let's take a look. So, meaning the shackles are what? Shackles are on his hands specifically, which means first has shackles on his hands. He sees, he sees, I don't know, he sees his children, he wants to... He wants to pick them up, he wants to swing them around, right? But, okay, so he can't do it, he has a shackle, right? But at least he sees that he wants to do that, right? Whereas a person in the prison, he doesn't even, doesn't even see them, right? So it's, a, it's the point is, he's, he's locked up in the prison of this world, it means, you said emotionally, maybe also intellectually, is he's not available, right? He's completely in growth, consumed in the pursuit of money to the point that spiritual pursuit is like not even on the radar so the, the physical is like you have to work all the time and just like spend so much ah, ah. Yeah. You know, it's all this hazard that he's doing it's like it's giving you an unfair advantage 
Well, this is all chanda right here. So, so yeah. So, so the number one is he's so engrossed, he's so involved, right? The other thing is not even in the radar. Whereas, in addition to that, he's practically extremely busy. Right? And his hands are shackled. He can't, even if he wanted to do the missus, he couldn't do the missus he wanted to. There's two separate things. There's the total unawareness of anything existing beyond, you know, the, the, the chase for money or whatever, right, that, he, that he's doing. And then there's, a, a, and, and then besides that is the complete un- inability to do it even if he wanted to. Okay, so, so each one is a, it has its own aspect. One is a, being imprisoned, but you still have your hands, you can still, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe carve little statues or whatever it is while in prison, right? Prison. Whereas if your hands are tied up, so then you can't do that, but maybe you could dream, you could look, you could, you could, you could think, right? But, but when both are combined, then the mind and the hands are, are completely tied up that's what he's saying the pursuit of money does both of those the money is a taiva and hemda or just no this all hemda because ta- taiva is physical pleasure right. the moment you're talking about money it's not me hemda's moment it's, it's not for taiva I mean taiva technically a person who wants to fulfill a taiva might need to earn some money in order to be able to go out and buy himself that steak dinner but the hemda's moment that we're talking about is is this moment means an insatiable thirst for for wealth, yeah? and that does two things. Number one, very simply, is the guy is a workaholic. He works, you know, twelve. That's one. Number two, it completely occupies, overtakes the mind, the mind, the emotions, right? Where. This what he's thinking about all the time and coming with new plans and and this and, and worrying and, and uh, right to the point that uh, he's imprisoned in it. Those are the two. I see the businessman night nodding. Says the Kenyan Akasov, like the Pasuk says. Oh, have kasev, lo This is the point, right? Someone who loves money will not be satiated from money. No matter how much you make, it will not happen. And this will take a person out of this world. Means he's not able to have any meaningful interaction with life. It's a really unbelievable stuff. It's not he's saying it, it takes a person out of this world means out of the spiritual world, out of out of meaningful world, right? Why? So he says, how many philos are lost and how many mitzvahs are forgotten because of the over involvement and the exhaustion of the pursuit of money and and business. So now when he says philos that are lost, I mean Technically, it could be if a person didn't daven at all. But let's think about it if a person did daven. But how many... If we understand what a tefillah, what a single tefillah, the power of a single tefillah, we understand what that power is. 
And then we say, now, how many times have I actually given myself the, the necessary time to invest into that tefillah? To prepare myself for it, right? To take, to take the time to get into it. To accomplish it, right? To invest emotionally into it, right? So this person, he's exhausted. When the, by the time his, more, his day starts, he's already exhausted from yesterday. Right? Or from the, the thoughts that are, that are rushed. And, and from there, everything he's got coming up later on in the day. This wouldn't necessarily be like in terms of the, the negative outcome. It, would, it seems like it wouldn't just be the desire for the money. It would also be the type of job that it encompasses as well. I mean, like if, if you're, if you, if probably if a person is so focused on that, on that element of money, I mean, I guess seemingly it could be even just like a, like a nothing job too, but like a CEO type thing where, you, where, you, where you're, like you're saying, so emotionally and physically adverse. And then, so the guy has two three jobs. Yeah. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work night shift. I'm gonna pick up, you know, weekend shift. If a person has that goal, you know, the, the handless moment, like it, it's interesting. Like yeah, I remember I recently met one. Uh, maybe I even referred to there's, there's this um, very good HVAC guy, not Jewish person. He really knows the stuff, but like the guy is impossible, like to work with because like even to pay like he's like he doesn't want to get paid like you, you got to track the guy down to, to get a pay like he's just like this he like has some house somewhere he's got his truck and like he like he doesn't care like he just like likes doing this stuff like uh very unfamiliar to us right like uh you know the, the, we live in a world where it's like what do you mean you gotta like figure out how many customers you have like you raise the price until like you know you're Still fully saturated with customers, but like charging as much as possible, and like you know, a type of attitude of like, listen, I have enough money, I'm fine. Like I don't, I don't, you know, like I do what I do because I like it. Like that's it's so it was so refreshing, it's so refreshing to, to, to meet, to, to, like to interact with this person. Um, so anyway, so um, so he's saying that how many tefillos a person loses now the truth is we lose tefillos for other reasons also <laughs> right we lose tefillos because we don't take them seriously but but really when a person has things on his mind and that's usually Hamdus Momon um, it, it is extremely all encompass you know all, it, it, it imprisons a person in that and makes it very difficult to have meaningful tefillas, meaningful of Odos Hashem. So mitzvahs are lost as well. So we're saying that, that, that that's one of the main reasons that was pretty meaningful I think he's saying it the other way. I mean, he's saying that, that not that that's the main reason why we wouldn't have a meaningful tefillah, but if a person, you know, like you have the, the, you know, the Venn diagrams where you have overlap, you know, like a circle, meaning it could be most people, you know, depending on what fraction of people have a handless moment. But he's saying like this. If you have come this moment, there's no question that, you know, 90% of your tefillahs have been thrown down the garbage because of it, right? Whereas, you know, but let's say there are many other people, let's say, who maybe don't have come this moment, maybe they're also wasting away a huge percentage of the tefillahs, maybe for the simple reason they don't understand the kashirs of tefillahs, yeah? But, but, but this person, let's say theoretically, he would have been one of those people that actually would have would have had a good feelings, right? And he maybe even wants to have good feelings. But he can't because he's consumed 
with the with the desire for money. Remember, it's still you know for my American mind, it's a very difficult thing to hear. But like I read in Rebbe's biography, they say that um, so one of his Talmudim. Um, in, in England, uh, um, I forget the name. Something like Sus, Sus, Suskind or something. Something. Um, so he came from a, from a very wealthy Sephardi family. He, he went on to become a Chashav, a Chashav Talmud Chacham, this Talmud of Rav Dessa. But Rav Dessa initially started out tutoring him just to, to make some money, like tutor. So, so, so this Talmud said to Rav Dessa one time, you know. You know, for the amount of rent that you pay for your flat, for your apartment, if you ask my father to give you a loan, you can make a down payment on a similar apartment, and within uh, you know ten years, the amount that you're paying for rent, you pay that towards to be down your mortgage, and within ten years, you you could own the apartment, or whatever, fifteen years. So that's what I said to him. You trying to kill me? What are you trying to do to me? You want me to own something in this world? <laughs> like. So to my American mind, is like, wait, okay, I mean, I know we're righteous, but like, what, seriously? But owning something, like you get into the game of like accumulating wealth. Like that's the, that's the mentality of accumulating wealth. And it's a never-ending, it's a never-ending suit. And like literally, I recently talked, to, I was speaking to someone, actually two people. One of whom uh, has over a million dollars worth of assets. The other one is pretty close to that, and they both feel like they like just have like no money. I mean, like just I mean, if they like you know, if they had you know they they're okay, but like you know, if they had three million or something, then they would be more comfortable but right now they're not comfortable yet if they, if they make it there then, then they would feel comfortable let me ask you a question you think when they make it to three million dollars they feel comfortable you ask what you think huh probably not probably not um, so that so is that is there ever a point where where that is almost like legitimate for a person to say that themselves or rather like you need to say like oh a person has a million dollars how can you not be satisfied with a million dollars but even a person's being fifty thousand dollars like would they be able to literally say well I, this is this is exactly what it's giving me it's exactly what I need I don't even need like ten or twenty thousand dollars more like this is exactly what I can have um, so listen, you, you, when you're saying should, these are these are tricky things. Should a person? Should, I can I can tell you I can tell you an extreme. I can tell you how extreme this goes. Right? The, 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 it goes so extreme that the Gemara says that Rish Lakish, when Rish Lakish passed away, he didn't leave behind him even like a bag of I forget whatever some sort of a s- spices or something. Right? Like, I mean, he literally like you know. He had what he needed to live his life. I mean, again, and not just him, you know, Hillel, whatever, you know, he would work every day, he would work, work enough to earn, you know, uh, enough to pay for his housing, one coin, for his food, another coin, and for his 
be able to come in and learn another coin, right? So Rabbi Meir did that. I mean, we see that that is that is like again. Now that's a very high level. The Gemara Yuma says, why is it that the Torah was only given to Ochle a month? The Torah was given to those the eight months. Why? What's the connection? Because uh, the Gemara, Gemara says that with month you would only get your day's portion that day. That's it. And tomorrow you have to get it again from Hashem. You live day by day relying on Hashem. Yeah? People want to build up um, what's it called? Trust funds, right? Big trust funds that, that they and their children and their children's children should be should be uh, taken care of. They shouldn't need to go to Hashem ever. They shouldn't ever have to turn to Hashem. Like the Nachash. Right, it says that, that, that to the serpent, Hashem said, "Go eat from the from the earth of, from the offer arts." Right. So the Nachash is excommunicated from Hashem. Hashem gave him a platinum American Express credit card. He said, "I never want to see you again." Yeah. So he is all. He's never hungry. The Nachash. Right. He never has to turn to Hashem. But the. With the Bnei the, the way to be Makabal is to eat, to eat, to, eat day, to get your thing every day, to get your food every day, what you need for that day. That's a very high madrigue. So the question is, you know, like I said, you know, living, you know, growing up in America with the, uh, the ideals that I was, was put into my mind, hearing about Rav Dessler not wanting to own an apartment sounded absolutely, I mean, to, to this day, it's very difficult to. Uh, to swallow, but, but on the other hand, if I hear about somebody having a million dollars and they still, you know, uh, feel like they don't have enough, I feel like, oh, come on, really? Come on, give me a break, right? So everything is given to uh, everything is relative, right? I have more ambition towards what? More than what? So it depends on your level of of uh, of a muna, right? So, you know, it, it, it's a separate question. I mean, so like I'm telling you, that the greatest people, some of the greatest people to live in the last... Uh, you know, and again, they, they say stories about people much more recent than that. People that never went to sleep with money in their bank account. Um, you know, uh, uh, so, you know, it, there definitely is... Um, a very, you know, that, that, that's, that's a very high madrega. That is definitely a madrega. Um, I would say, wherever we are, we should try to say to ourselves, you know, am I, am I, am I currently knocky from Hamdus moment? Am I clean from the desire for moment? That we're working in the keys. This this chapter in Mesilas Sharm is called the keys. We, what we're trying to do is we're trying to things to diminish them. And the Ramchal is telling us that if a person has Hamdus Mammon, he is imprisoned. He's imprisoned in it and not able to serve Hashem. 
And your grandchildren and uh, uh, all the future generations. You have to you have to make your status to become a billionaire. You just, as long as you don't have this moment. <laughs> to become a billionaire? A multi-millionaire? To, to make sure that you become a multi-millionaire that everyone is set for all the future generations anyone that will carry your last name will never have to <laughs> turn to Hashem with a tefillah? No, you have no such responsibility whatsoever. Not even the slightest. You have a responsibility to, to provide for, for yourself, your wife, and your children while they're under your roof. I want to learn more Torah. That's a very good thing. Help me make more money. That way I hope to work less and learn more Torah. Now the question is, do you actually need to make more money to, le- to learn more? Or could you learn more anyway? And it's just your humblest moment that, 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 that's demanding the one more. Because if it's the latter... I have some more time to learn more from the department. But definitely being a side. I feel like the, the type of job that a person has, I assume present company included, that based on the amount of responsibilities that a person might have at this particular job, right. it's very difficult to be able to have some of the Right. And once, the, and, once, and once a person's... He just has more responsibilities. Now he's got a bigger company riding on his shoulders. Now he's got more com- multiple companies that he's CEO of. And then it becomes even more difficult. But it has to be a point in time where you say, like, okay, now you do whatever, you take care of all this, and I'm going to take off half a day, and I'm going to do whatever I want. That's true. But that, that same person could do the same thing earlier as well. So what you're saying is that a person technically should just say that's what I'm going to do and and whatever the consequences are afterwards, and they. they well, I mean, assuming that you're, we'll see, we'll see, because there's time to cover this well. Now, we are all do have a partner called a wife, so you have to make sure she's on board with you wherever you're moving, right? You have to make sure that your wife is on board. She'll make sure to keep you, you know, grounded. Um, but uh, let's see, because there's also going to be there's also going to be a whole nother aspect. He's going to tie it, it, the two of them are working together. The handless moment is a desire for. So if you say if you check yourself, you say I don't have, I don't have a desire for money. I don't I don't want it. But what is it, is it possible? Say, it is I'd possible. Most, I would say virtually everyone would say they do, they do have the desire. Okay. So then you need to work on that. Um, then then but then there's going to be a separate aspect of um, cover, which is very closely related to money. Covered in general is related to Sandus moment. We'll see. Okay, so uh, we'll, we'll, maybe let's we'll work through it, and then afterwards we'll do another stop. You know, we'll, we'll discuss more. Um, so again, so it, it's mivatel a person from tefillas and causes him to forget many mitzvahs and he's exhausted from it all 
Kol Shikei Talmud Torah. Now, this is a when it comes to the three basic pillars um, that the world stands on, right? They are Avoda, right? Torah, Avoda, Gilus, Vesadim, right? So Avoda, that's Tefillah, right? Mitzvah is Gilus, Vesadim, and then there's and then uh, Talmud Torah. Those are the three that he's addressing right here. That's what he's saying. Mitzvahs are lost. Mitzvahs are forgotten. But the worst of all is the Torah. The one that suffers the most. Because mitzvahs, they're pretty obligatory. So most businessmen, you know, no matter how tired they are, they still fulfill most mitzvahs. Every once in a while something slips out. Tefillah is more difficult because it requires kavana. Right? So there's distraction. But Talmud Torah is the one that suffers the most. Why? That's why he's taken out of the world. That's what he said. That's, that's why he's taken out of the world. The world stands on three things. Yeah, he said, the he hamishiro somina. Sorry. Um, Takes a person out of the avoda. What's the avoda? Avoda is three things. These three. This is how you serve Hashem with these three things. Okay. Um, fine. So, the, so why? So why is it the Talmud Torah suffers the most? To a certain extent, because the highest, right? There's, there's, there's a person who's built on three parts. There's body. That's the body does the does the mitzvahs. Body gets up, goes, picks up the, the bread, gives it to the poor person. That's that's the mitzvah. Uh, the emotions is what is what is what does the tefillah. Yeah, the Talmud Torah is is the is the highest part. It's the neshama. It's, it's, it's the seichel, right? For that, for um, that's going to be the hardest one. So Kvar Amru Zechron Levrocha, Pesach says Lo he about the Torah. Right, the Torah is not in the heavens and it's not on the other side of the, of the ocean. Yeah? Says the says the um, Gemara Lo he. This statement, the, the Torah is not on the other side of the ocean, seems redundant. I, I already know it's not in the heavens. So I, I know it's not on the other side of the sea. I get it. It's, it's in front of you. It's not to be found amongst those that travel to the other side of the sea to ship merchants to do business. Yeah, it means a... A businessman who travels to the other side of the world, uh, the Torah will not be found in him. Kenshin, you know, also they taught in Mishnah Berkeyavos, Lo, kol hamaru b'schora makim. Someone who increases in business, schora literally means, um, you know, buying and selling, right? Um, but... Uh, uh, will, so someone who, who does that a lot will not become wise. And like we said, the, 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 the reason is obvious. 
the, the morale the morale explains it that uh, this person is traveling all the time. Um, if the opposite of 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 Yishu, Yishu of tranquility for learning, a person has to be settled. A person has to be gathered, calm, present. Uh, a person who is running around all the time, which is a, a soher, soher, you. Buy low, sell high, right? So the only way you could do it is if you find different markets, right? This market you buy, there you buy, there you sell, there you buy, and running around doing that—that's how you make a lot of money, right? Uh, being a being a farmer or being a craftsman, you can't make a lot of money, right? No matter even if you make very very nice vessels or whatever it is, you're never going to make money. The only way you make a lot of money is if you buy low, sell high. So. So, but, but doing that is is very unnerving. It is, 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 uh, doesn't allow a person to be settled. That means a very young, right? It doesn't have to be on the other side of the sea. It could be just what's it called um, within the continent? You know, within uh, local flights also are, are included. <laughs> um, so. He hamoseros also lasakalus rabbos. The 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 travel even even endangers a person. A person sometimes will travel to yeah. Like I, I'm always blown away by this. An Israeli businessman kidnapped in 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 Congo. Uh, like what are you doing in Congo? Like well, the answer is he's a businessman, right? Like. Businessmen go to Congo. They go. They go to, you know, like you know, the United Emirates and like uh, China and like you know, like oh, there's another guy who was, uh, you know, like whatever it is in Iraq. You know, American businessmen stranded in Iraq. <laughs> like like a great place. Hey, you want to go to Iraq? Right? But like, but 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 like, you know. First, it's like the military. You know, the first, pl- like people to go somewhere, like the military. You know, like the second people in is the, is the business guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You know, you know how much of a, you know, how, much, how big the margins are in that place. <laughs> yeah, with the Taliban, if you <laughs> just get in with the Taliban. <laughs> So, so it endangers people's lives. I mean, no, like it's like the times of Hazal, if you traveled by by ship across an ocean, or you traveled through a desert, so you had to make a birkas hagomel, right? Which means like you were like, thank you, Hashem, that you like saved my life, that you like pulled me out of this. And yet, there was a profession of sea merchants. That like, you know, you would like. So you would do. You would like come back from this thing and just like fall. Your knees are going on. <laughs> that storm. I never thought I'd survive it. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's book the next. You know, your ship going out as soon as we can restock. Right. Like, that's. 
that was uh, that's the Henderson moment. That's number one. Uh, number two, Matashi says Koko, Barova Daiga. From all the worry, it literally it exhausts a person. I feel Akhre Hisiko Harblow is really rich. He's still wearing himself to the bone emotionally to do this. In fact, the um, the Gemara Sula says, in what merit do does an Amma Aris uh, marry to the next world? Because next world is a connection to Hashem, right? An Amma Aris doesn't have a connection to Hashem. So what can he marry to the next world? So it says one of three things. One of them is very popular. You know, people people talk about it all the time and uh, try to capitalize on it, which is that that he's uh, from his means he gives a charity to the Torah scholars. That's the fundraising one. Right? Another one, he marries off his daughter to a Torah scholar. So that's fairly understandable if his daughter is like an extension of him, like he's like a piece of him, he's connected to the Torah scholar. That's also, the, the one that many people don't know, I find, is that he does business on behalf of the Torah scholar. So it also has to make money, right? It also has to live. But if he's having to do his own investments, it's going to distract his his mind. Investments are extremely distracting. So he takes a Torah scholar as a silent investor in his ventures, and he's still doing the same business, just with twice the volume. And, uh, and that way, the, the Torah learning that the Torah scholar is doing is really his merit because uh, you know he wouldn't be able to, to learn like this otherwise. There's no charity he's, uh, he's invested, but he's, but he's the one that's suffering uh, emotional turmoil. Uh, I mean, okay. <clears throat> so that is. Uh, and so too the the Chazal Torahs, right? This is what, this is what we see that, that um, why is it he will not be able to learn? Because Marbe and the Chasim Marbe The more a person increases in properties, the more worry, the more turmoil, the more emotional turmoil there is with it. The he Hamayaveres Panim Rabos. Al mitzvah Torah. Now we've left Torah. We've left the little uh, Torah. Now we're coming back to the fact that even many times it will cause a person to do things that are much worse, kind of moment, which are actually negative things. It will cause them to do a veiros. So far we've been talking about the negation of the three pillars um, uh, that they are positive. I mean, he will he will lose out on missus, he will lose out on Tfilos, and he will lose out on Talmud Torah. Now we're saying, um, actually causing him to do negative things. Um, and interestingly, how the Ramchal phrases it is that he says that it'll many times cause him to do to do a veros, right? To, um, Mavir, Mavir is Pamim Rabos Al Mitzvah Torah. 
ואפילו על חוקוס השכל הטבעי, and even cause them to do things that are irrational, that are against natural law of, of which, which means, I think he means, for example, uh, gazel. Meaning something, there's a law in the Torah, it's about certain things, right? Hashem, those are super rational commandments. Meaning Hashem commanded us, the king said this is what we have to do. But let's say Hashem didn't command. Do you say you're not allowed to take other people's things? We understand that. Even, even without mitzvahs in the Torah, I know it says in the Torah, you're not allowed to steal, right? But, but, but besides that, right, it, it's something that's extremely intuitive. You're not allowed to take other people's things, right? You're not allowed, to, not allowed to steal, not allowed to embezzle, not allowed to deceive, not allowed to lie, right? And yet, because of Hamas Mammon, a person will even do that, which means it's a lower level. We're not saying it's more uh, severe or less severe. That's not the comparison right now. The comparison is that to violate Torah mitzvahs is, first is the human being. On top of the human being is a, is a Ben Torah. Is or 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 you know uh, someone who command uh, a bar mitzvah, right? But uh, so to negate mitzvahs is one level of of the struggle. But to negate basic human logic that you know, you're not allowed to take other people's things, right? And, and even that humbless moment um, will cause a person to violate. Okay. Um, so that is that's that's from this moment. So we, we have we have five minutes. We can take questions, or we can start from this from this cover. We'll do that. Go ahead. If a person's worried about money, but doesn't have the necessarily, is that the same thing as having the desire for it, or is that like more related to what we're discussing last week? Yeah, I think it's not the same thing. Um, no, jealousy is the desire to have and the being unhappy with what you have. The desire for that other thing is being unhappy with what you have. Right? If a person is being motivated by fear, there's two different things. And the truth is, you know, now that I think about it, 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 these two are often mixed. It means to say, like, the, potentially, the, the, if one of the two people that I was talking about with the, you know, who is a, a millionaire or has a million dollars, um, it could be part, part of it because it's fear. I mean, fear of the what if. Which, is not, which actually doesn't even let a person enjoy this money, right? At least, uh, uh, right. so that, that's, uh, that's a lack of, uh, a lack of, uh, of the moon and bitachon in Hashem, right? So it's not necessarily related to what you do there, so. <coughs> right, but the person is not going to be Seemingly, the you know the real humbus moment is when you want it for itself. I mean, you say when a person wants it as a uh, to protect himself is one thing. Now, once you start talking about children, grandchildren, great grandchildren, 
it's hard for me to imagine that's that's a real fear. I think that's more of you know basically uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. The desire to be rich. What you're afraid for your for for your children? Like what's going to be with my children? You know, Thirty years from now. I know. But he spoke about he spoke about irrational fears before, and you know, is it is it is it Hezeka Motsui or not? That was we spoke about that uh, about that before, right? This is this is already. Um, if it is talking about, talking about the, the, the desire for money that people have. And and again, and the question is, you know, the the, the, the really interesting study to do, which we can't do because we don't have ability to play with time like that. But the question would be, how many of those children that that actually still lived rich, uh, quote unquote, thanks to their parents, right? What percentage of them? would have been rich anyway even if their father hadn't left over that money now in the Deir Hashem he does say that if, a, that if a father is the person could be rich because his father was meant to be rich and it, and it continues for him so there is such a thing not to say not but the question is is that is that why you should be driving yourself crazy in order in order to do that like what's the benefit of it anyway Okay, so your children will end up being rich. Oh, and is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, it could be bad, right? Could be good. I mean, maybe maybe more bad than good. What? Right. So 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 why should you drive yourself crazy for your entire life to do something that may or may not be good for your kids? to say that that's exactly what he's about to say okay fine we'll pick up with uh, Hembus are covered next week they're not saving the money 